Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly, bringing you Transformers news from around the world. This is episode 159 record, a little bit later on the weekend than our normal record, um, more so well, because of uh, TFCon Toronto is on this weekend, but um, it's the 15th of July and on this episode we'll be talking all about the new bots from Toronto, Hasbro Takara and all the third party goodness out of there. We jump back into the movie verse with some reveals from the new Bumblebee movie. All that and a lot more coming up after this. Yes, welcome to the show, guys. Um, I'm Brad Oz from Prime, and tonight joined by one other in the co-captain seat, Max. How you going, Max? I'm doing not too bad, thank you. How are you doing? Ah, it's Sunday afternoon. I've already been recording podcasts for two and a half hours already, so <laughs> hopefully this isn't another two and a half hour record. There's just a two of us, so... I'd be better to quit while you're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we've um, we've got some some new reveals to talk about tonight. Um, big bloody news week. It is, it is. We've uh, had to cull some stuff and that might end up coming back on next week. But um, I suppose if there's anything or nothing else um, happening or been, you've been up to this week, we probably should just get straight into it. Yeah, there's a fair bit to talk about and lots of juicy details to get into. <laughs> All right. First up, uh, we'll get the formalities out of the way. Bot Shots, the weekly competition in TCCA Facebook group where uh, get your bot out in the real world, take a photo, and uh, you could win a monthly prize, end-of-year prize. And uh, this week's winner, Tyson Richards, with uh, an oldie but a goodie with uh, UFO caught on tape. Now, I'm going to say that's, that's the Generations one that come out, Cosmos. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's the second issue with a slightly darker colour scheme. Yeah, because I never end up getting or finding that figure anywhere here. Yeah, now it's five bucks in Big W. Yeah, which again, <laughs> I still haven't. I went in with local Big W, and there was nothing wow. last Saturday. There was there was half a dozen RID Legends that were not on reduced price, and yeah, so I was not happy. I didn't even find a single Legend figure. <laughs> you know, I need them all. So yeah, well, it's a. Shame because the selection that they've put out in Big W is like some of the best ones that have come out in the past few years, and no one can find them. Well, it's just I found out later from the local um, sort of eyes on the store PM group I'm in that um, most of the stuff was around him with the nerf stuff. So, <laughs> and I've known I've known from previous sales and that. They don't always put stuff in the Transformers aisle, but still, it's they're just hiding stuff everywhere. Obvious, yeah. Yep. G- given how much they've seen to have been moving, you know, you see the pictures that go up and the stores, the uh, shelves are just stacked with rows and rows of Voyagers and Legends, and it's like well, but you see those photos from people still now. I don't know if they're big stores in the city or or what the um, specifics are, but they're the like in the middle of the aisles, they've got the, the whole like little four-sided racks that are in the middle of the aisles loaded up with Transformers figures. Yeah, if you're on a sort of big promo displays. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what happened just... with that stuff. I guess 
must have been leftover stock because they must be really trying to clear it out. Yeah, well, I don't know if they've got orders that stuff's going to start coming in for the new the new film or. I suppose maybe it's a sort of, you know, Hasbro didn't quite sell as much Times Return as they wanted, so they had a whole bunch of leftover stock from the last couple waves, and just put the offer out, said, "Hey, anyone in Australia want to buy this stuff super cheap?" and Big W took them up on it. Yeah. Yep. Well, that might have something to do with distribution too, where they've um, a lot of stuff's been sent to Big W and not other stores. Yeah, I suppose so. But I think Transformers distribution right now is in a fairly <laughs> bad place. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was one of the you know, major contributing factors. Yeah. Yeah, I went into Kmart yesterday and had Inferno, the new Inferno in there, which is What's just, the, you've got the, the brand Tower new. The Prime's one. Yeah. It's you got the like Inferno wave two, like <laughs> wave one. Yeah, I still haven't seen all the Dinobots. Anyone find like hunger or yeah, it's just so strange. Yeah, I haven't seen. Well, hunger, yeah, hunger arrived here in a couple of stores, but just the deluxes and yeah, even I don't the think studio I've... series. Wave one, I've only had wave one of the studio series and nothing after it. Yeah, for me, it's been the same with Powerful Primes. It's like both of those. It's the initial assortment. It sells out, and then they just buy some more of Wave 1. It's mm. like, and then, of course, it's in the shelf-warmed with Wave 1 stuff and not actually buy any of the Wave 2. Yeah. So then just get backlogged, and in a few months' time, you know, it'll be Powerful Primes, Wave 3, $15 Voyage is a big W. Yet I can go to my local Target and they've still got Combiner Wars Blaster in there <laughs> for $80. It's like, oh, how long do you want this to sit on the shelf for? <laughs> I guess they're just, maybe they're just, you know, so successful in moving the stuff that does get out yeah. that they're not too concerned about those things that sit around because they figure eventually someone's going to buy it and they're yep. still moving product. Yeah, it's almost a case, like the next step up from the, the whole reject shop with the, the Jetfire thing where now it's a it's a larger store it's got a lot more stock to move and it's more than just the one figure it's several figures like go on you can if you can go yeah, out and buy a five dollar legend it's it's that's a great price yeah you know it's cheaper than what the legion figures retail for now like... mm. yeah and we've 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 sort of talked through new acquisitions and um news of new legends figures that are coming out in the um in the like power of the primes and even back to combiner wars series and for the most part a lot of those figures have been fantastic figures oh yeah they've just been really consistently good right now i think mm. you know the thing that has been limiting the success of these lines has ultimately been the distribution yeah right? whether it's on hasbro's part or you know the supplier's part or you know just the store's part nothing's getting moved around the way it should be and so these lines aren't quite seeing the success that they potentially could because no one's able to actually buy the figures. Mm. Then you get one store here and there that's just swamped with them. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange <laughs> way to go about things. Uh, but that's all right. That's all we've got the group for. We can get people to pick it up. Even even adding postage on, on top, it's still cheaper than the, uh, the retail price anyway for most of the stuff. So. Yeah, no kidding. That's where it's good. It's just a, a shame for the um, 
the online retailers that are trying to sell the same figures for retail. <laughs> like, I don't know how anyone's selling anything at the moment. It's like, hey, why can't you come to us with that? Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, that's a uh, that's a, a fairly good tangent to start start off the show with. Yeah, no, um, right. Uh, all from UFOs, so <laughs> all from uh, from the Cosmo here. But um, yeah, I had to um, I had to blur out the uh, his address on the bottom of the paper. <laughs> I don't think he thought too much about that when he took the photo. So I made sure I'd done that before I posted it up on the website. But uh, no, congratulations, Tyson! You're winner of week two, and. Uh, I still need to find a um, weekly a, a figure for the prize for this month, but I'll get onto that the Sarval tomorrow, and that'll be announced with uh, this Wednesday's competition thread as it goes up. Brilliant. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from by yonder? Moving on into some news, we get to see a lot of new figures this week. Uh, a few a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, we started getting word that the next series post uh, Power of the Primes was going to be War for Cybertron. No, no tie into the original lines or games that we got well, um, previously, or or is it? <laughs> yeah, okay, here's the thing, right? So this is this is labelled as War for Cybertron, and was revealed via. Game Informer, which oh, is well. you know, the video gaming website, whereas normally this sort of initial line debut debut reveal would go to something like, I don't know, Entertainment Weekly or Kotaku, you know, some website like that. Right. Whereas this is purely a video gaming website, so I'm not, I'm not saying that it is an indication of a new game coming. In fact, it's more than likely not, but it certainly, you know, it lends itself to a possibility. I wonder how Devastation sold. I, I seem think... to remember it going to like clearance or re- um, that pretty quickly. But yeah, I think the thing with Devastation was it didn't sell a lot, but it was still profitable because it was a fairly low budget game. Yeah, which is why it was so cheap. It was like half a price at release of anything else that was coming out. Yeah, and you had a fair bit of content with it. Like it wasn't a massively expansive game, but. It was something you could really sink some time into. So, well, even just the replayability too, and some of the character designs were fantastic. I, it was, I think, the thing with Devast, and they did set it up for a sequel as well. Mm. Um, I, I suppose the thing is, if they were going for a new video game, you'd think we'd have seen something at E three. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. If they yeah. missed that this year, then it's not going to be until next year. Oh, I, suppose, I suppose there's other. You know, chances to reveal stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. You know, well, it does. Yeah, it does make you wonder because that was, well, that would have been two thousand and fourteen, or no, fifteen maybe. Devastation. Uh, yeah, I think it was a twenty. Yeah, it was a like sort of late twenty fifteen release. Mm-hmm. Um. So it is, it it is possible. Xbox One. In yeah. Twenty fifteen, like that. Yeah. Well, it is possible that something else is in the works. We're probably nearly due for it again because they keep on well, pumping they out the free. Made a bad one. No, that the All Spark or whatever that that third High Moon. Or was so it that, that one was partially because High Moon completely tanked themselves by throwing way too much money at that Deadpool game. Mm. Yeah. Oh. 
I suppose in terms Rise, of the dark spark, I think it was. Yeah, but yeah it's... that then it also tied in with Age of Extinction, which probably wasn't a good idea either. <laughs> it was a mess. Yeah. What doesn't look so much like a mess though is these figures. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tension averted. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've got um a very G one looking prime and a very G one looking sideswipe too, which given the title of this line, we're all expecting something to be along the lines of, you know, G1 style with Cybertronian designs. Yeah. But these, they basically, they look very Earth-based. Like, certainly sci-fi, but, you know, Prime's alt mode is basically just his G1 Earth alt mode with panels bolted onto the side. And in Sideswipe, you know, it's a sleek, futuristic-looking car, but it still looks like a human car. Yeah. So I think the War for Cybertron title is more in reference to like the, the war part because the descriptions of the figures talk about um the weapons a whole lot. So it's you know, it's calling out he says the sideswipe figure is equipped with a W ten photo pulse a proton launcher and a W five <laughs> gyro blaster so it's like they're really like they're really specifically calling these out and then the sort of prime master slash titan master price point is going to be these uh little target master type guys so we've got a yeah. we call them battle masters now but it, of it's course. basically just a target master so yeah you- so the little the little guys not getting left behind in um the power of the primes in the trilogy we've just had they're going to continue on with having the the little gimmick weapon or the little $10 figure to come where you can buy on their own. Yeah, I think the thing with this is probably they've spent the last five years or so since, actually more than that, since Generations went into the Fall of Cybertron designs, then they did IDW, and then they did, you know, Combined Horse Titans Return, Power of Primes. Right now, it seems like they want to go back and, you know, continue doing just straight up G1 style generations figures, mm. but they still need a unifying gimmick. So it seems like they're just they're using that as saying, okay, it's just G1 style figures, um, and a unifying gimmick is a focus on their accessories. Yeah. Also noticing here too, um, looking at the prime here, notice the um the attempted battle damage on this yeah, thing. But- they call that out in a description. It's weird. So you get it on both of them, but it's only in certain parts. Yeah. So and then you look like... at look at the alt mode, you can see where his shoulder is. You can see, obviously, not a fake chest like the Masterpiece version on the front. It just looks like the paint's been applied poorly. Yeah. It's... The thing is, they did it in a couple of the last night figures, and it worked really well on those because it was applied over the entire figure. Yeah. But with these two, it's like just on a couple sections, and then the rest of the figure is just clean. Well, it's just the top of his car or thighs there. Yeah, it's a and a shoulder. It's a very strange choice. So, I mean, I guess that's the other unifying feature is having this battle damage deco. Do you mean mm-hmm. I can't even, even side swipe? Like he's got the the black on his calves on the front, or his shins are. The battle damage and above his codpiece, but then everything else is shiny. And we we had we would have had this conversation when we first seen Masterpiece Megatron. The fact it come with 
the interchangeable parts for some of it and just how just battle damaging some pieces not the other pieces just doesn't help the figure at all no it's it's a strange decision like maybe they're trying to go for a sort of a cross brand unification thing because i know with Mm. some of their other more collector oriented lines like the marvel and star wars they've been bringing in they've been you know doing that sort of paint shading and dry brushing a lot more to bring out the detail and so they're like okay we'll do it with transformers and they did it to great effect i'd say in the last nightline but here just having it on certain parts of a figure i don't quite think it works well we commented a couple of weeks ago after the star wars crossover to the millennium falcon out they've added a lot of stuff to it paint and weathering and that and it was missing on a lot of sections yeah. as well so that the same issue yeah yeah now again these are only what do you call them cat or cg images so there might be yeah it could, could be you know not look a bit better in person yeah as an actual figure like depends on might depend on what kind of paint they use yeah. as well you know like whether it's a glossy or a matte finish and how much it stands out mm. um, and there's also the chance that maybe takara might choose to just go for a regular deco um and also, with the last night line, a lot of them did have this battle damage effect to it, but some of the figures were also just plain lock colours. So yeah. it, we might get you know, that mix in this line as well. The, just looking at the side swipe there is making me almost realise like, how the masterpiece feels kind of outdated because the engineering is basically identical and it's on the yeah. last class figure. <laughs> Well, that's what I thought when I first saw it. I've gone, oh, they just made a smaller version of the Masterpiece figure. I mean, <laughs> but, um, it looks like it transforms and poses exactly the same. Yeah, I don't know what that peg on its on the bonnet's for. It's I think in... that's part of the weapons gimmick thing. So maybe it, you know, mounts the Target Master or... Oh, when it's driving, it. mount it to the front of the car. Yeah. There's nothing visible on the top of Prime, but you got the peg hole in the back there and I suppose the smokestacks so that five mil as well like i suppose we'll see a fair bit more from this line come sdcc you know we've heard like leaked listings of plenty of other figures so i imagine we'll see you know the uh leaders and what have you uh next weekend well yeah the the side swipes deluxe which you did you'd um you'd think but the the um prime's only a voyager you know, i'm thinking right if this is just a return to sort of classic form style generations that maybe it might allow them to you know put out those you know because the leaked leader listings were stuff like ultra magnus and megatron and shockwave i believe mm-hmm. and those were all in that fan vote a while back for what was going to be made into <laughs> the power of a primes leader mm. so maybe they've already drawn up designs for that and are going to put it out under this line yeah, because Prime's are still fairly G one, and it would not take that much effort to adapt those designs into uh, sort of unifying gimmicks that we're seeing here. Mm. What wave of Power of the Prime should be released at the moment? Is it Wave Three that should be out at the moment? Is that that's the Inferno uh, wave? I believe Power for Prime's is over. I was, yeah, because I was going to say, I wonder yeah, so, how yeah, far away this be, is. It finished on Wave Three, and yeah. Well, pl- plenty of places haven't even seen Wave 2 yet. But yeah, te- technically speaking, it's over. Mm. Um, there's a couple of exclusives coming out like that, uh, well, which we'll get to, I suppose. 
Yep. Show, but uh, yeah, like just sort of web exclusives to places like Robot Kingdom, etc. Um, yeah, so the chances are we'll probably start seeing these come out in the next couple of months. I think what we've generally seen is it'll be you'll see like early production samples, you know, around quarter three, quarter four, the year before. Yeah, and then they start to trickle out into mass retail in December. And just say Hasbro can get a fair bit out, um, you know, for the Christmas. Uh, yeah, for getting all that Christmas money. Well, yeah, because even with um, with Bumblebee being a Christmas movie, you, you wouldn't think toys for that wouldn't start coming out until September, October. Yeah, it's true. We haven't seen film. any of those either, have we? So maybe I don't know. I guess the two line the movie lines ran in conjunction beforehand with Generations, so hmm. probably will but, do again. Yeah, but then again, as we might get to a little bit later, we're only just now finding out what some of the other characters are, which would give a give a good first wave for Bumblebee. Yeah, I think they weren't doing a dedicated movie line for Bumblebee. They said no, it was going to be just going to be part of studio series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm I'm happy if they're going to come out and do a studio series style um, couple of characters from the Bumblebee movie. And not just sort of flood with the one steps and deluxes and all the all the other stuff, then I'll be happy with that. But oh yeah, because those those never sold quite as well. Like they're still warming shelves <laughs> when, I, when I go and see them. Whereas most of the uh, higher end figures are, you know, as sold pretty consistently. So if that's what they stick to for this series, and you know, with the quality of a studio series, I think that could work out really nicely. Yeah. Yep. Up next, we've got some uh, stock images of uh, Power of the Prime's repugnous. There he is. I've, I've got no, not much of knowledge or um, nostalgia tied up in, in this guy. No, he's one of he's one of the G1 monster bots, so he's fairly obscure alongside um, Twinferno and Grotusk. Twinferno hit mass retail, but Grotusk was an exclusive like this guy. Yep. Um, and yeah, they're sort of, I don't know, they basically, in Western media, I think they appeared in the last few episodes of the G1 cartoon and in the Headmasters comic. But uh, beyond that, they, I think they showed up a little bit in Japanese G1 um, and really nowhere else. Like, they're, for, you know, as G1 characters go, they're among the more obscure. Mm. But they do have a fair bit of a following. Behind them, yeah, no, it's a, it sort of goes into robot mode pretty good. Yeah, but, there um, seems to be a lot that moves around on him, like, he definitely changes proportions a fair bit, which is yeah, quite an accomplishment. Yeah. And got a good, good, um, good range of color across him as well. Yeah, I think uh, the whole thing with these guys is that they sort of you know, have designs that you typically expect from Decepticon type characters, but they're on Autobots. Yeah, it's part of the whole central appeal. You can definitely see that here. I don't know He's... about the head being yellow as well as, well as the torso, but if that's yeah. I mean, it's accurate. accurate. Yeah, head, torso, head, face, eyes—all different shades of yellow. Yep. I mean, it's true. It's very. It's G one, but you could probably have changed that just so you could actually see. You know what his face is a bit better. You know, and paint, I doubt anyone paint some eyes in there. Yeah. <laughs> I think the eyes are painted, but it's it's literally just a different shade of yellow. Yeah. 
uh, strange decision, but mm. oh well. It's still a solid looking figure, you know. These three, this guy and the other two monster bots have all used, you know, heavy variations of the same basic skeleton. <laughs> but this guy seems to do uh, a fair bit differently, especially with that giant bug head and the way his legs transform. Yeah. We'll see if he he turns up in store. (laughs) (laughs) I think the other thing with these exclusives is that they're doing, you know, one, because this is a, they're labeling it as Prime Wars trilogy. So this is like what they missed in each line. So they did, they're doing a blast off for Combiner Wars, this guy for Titan's Return, and then Punch Counter Punch for uh, Powerful Primes. Yeah. This is sort of just, you know, the uh, swan song of, the last three or four years of Transformers Generations figures. Yeah, getting those last couple out there before they move on. Next up, uh, we've got some reveals of the SDCC 2018 exclusives that are going to be available from the uh, Hasbro Toy Shop. I've seen some photos before about the um, Boss Monkey getting repainted into... What's his name? Oh, that's no, not Inferno. What's Inferno's what, yeah, Why did he have Inferno's character card? Well, <laughs> I was going to call him Inferno. That's not right. Um, I mean, they're just calling it Optimal Optimus, but uh, it's it comes yeah, just as Optimal Optimus, um, but it comes in the Throne of the Primes box set. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing the Throne of the Primes stuff. So, just a but, weird um, little box set. Like he's got a stick with his with the Transformers gods attached to it. Well, yeah, it's, it takes <laughs> all the um all the power ma- all the yeah power masters go into it. And instead of being Optimus Primal going into Optimal Optimus, it's Optimus Primal going into a bigger Optimus Primal. Mm. Do you have the um, the retail Optimus Primal figure? Um, I don't think it's out yet. So. Oh no, it's out. Yeah, it's out. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was oh. never just. A, I was also just never really a Beast Wars guy. So. Yep. Okay. I was tempted though because it's a great looking figure. Yeah, it looks like just a straight up repainted. I can't. It doesn't look like they've done anything different with it, mold-wise. They just include that. Yeah, I think they added that. Whatever you want to call it, spear, scepter. scepter I think yeah, it was. yeah, and a crown. Strange decision. I think the more and things that interest me out of these exclusives is the uh, Bumblebee set. Hmm. I mean, you've got the you know Studio Series Bumblebee done up in you know gold plastic, which is you know looks pretty decent. But the more interesting thing is the cassettes that come with him. Are like two of the Japanese exclusive Dino cassettes from G1. Oh, okay. They're famously hard to find nowadays. And so what have they done? They've they've made them to. So or they reissued? Is it reissued now? One of these, they're new characters here, but they're the first reissues of the molds. So it's the actual G1 mold. They haven't just tried to recreate it. Yeah, it seems to me like. So the thing is, there are originally four of these Dino cassettes, which are really hard to find. Yep. And if they're only reissuing two, that sort of leads me to believe that they were. This is just sort of a thing that they stumbled across the old steel molds in a factory for these. And we're like, hey, these are usable. Let's reissue these cassettes. Because mm-hmm. beyond that, I see no reason to reissue these guys specifically. Well, you know, and, and to with... put and to put with the movie B too, it's sort of yeah. It's, it Unless... just seems to be like I imagine for a lot of people, it'll be wanting to get these two cassettes specifically, 
and then this B is just a nice bonus. Mm. Yeah, they must have made a shitload of <laughs> movie masterpiece Bs, or they're not selling or something. Yeah, so the other thing is, it looks like he's got you know an extra layer of that gold paint applied to him. So maybe that might fix the you know floppiness issues that the mold currently has. Mm. But I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, the main feature here does seem to be just giving people the opportunity to get a hold of some very, very rare molds from Japanese G1. Yeah, I um, I actually sat down and watched the original i7 movie last night. Um, my son said he, I didn't realize he hadn't seen that one. He's seen all the others, and um, I actually sat down and watched. And I reckon it holds up a lot more than what <laughs> what I remember, especially if what comes after it. But um, yeah, it's um, it's certainly uh. They've certainly done worse with the movies, let's put it that way. Yeah, plot, plot conceits aside, <laughs> but it was actually interesting just looking at that original Camaro and the fact it's got mit, uh, mismatched rims on it. Like, all the toys here have got the same rims on them, but in the movie, they're mismatched, they're different, so... Oh, I didn't notice that they've done it on this studio series figure as well. It's kind of yeah, like nice they should The rear tires should be different. Yeah, they, they These are different, but they should be a little bit different. To, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we, can, we we talked about when we first seen it come out, the fact there's no rust or anything like that on it as well. So, And it hasn't got the racing stripes. But. Yeah, it feels like the studio series had a lot of budget and some figures got that money where others may not have. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point, the engineering for Blackout and the paint for Grimlock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we talked about Prime, and then we've got uh, collector card strips. Yeah, so I guess this is... Oh, the new game. That's it. Yeah, we're, I think they're using car, they're using art from the Transformers Legends mobile game. Mm. Not to just save a bit of money. And this is done by the same people who make Magic the Gathering. And then I guess this is just you know, a set of exclusive cards First DCC to basically kick the game off, I suppose. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure these cards would be more of the rarer ones. You're not going to see these in the in the um, retail release, not as frequent anyway. If they, if they put out the characters again, then maybe it'll be you know with different card art. Hmm. Yeah, that is the exclusives, and I believe. And we well we have seen um last week when we we're talking about the new. Cyberverse characters. We know Slipstream is going to be an upcoming character in that cartoon show. Yeah, there's this really weird thing now where the more obscure Seekers are starting to just pop up everywhere. Like, well, yeah, it's I, probably a good thing because I don't think we can just keep on rehashing the Seekers and the Coneheads every time, as much as oh, I yeah, want to see that. But. It's good. Like, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I mean, there's a friggin' Hot Link figure <laughs> uh, revealed at TFCon and like, that character, I think, in total, has had two lines of dialogue ever <laughs> across all media. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like Slipstream and Acid Storm specifically, specifically, I think, have just been showing up all over the place. Well, the fact, the fact we got a masterpiece Acid Storm before a single conehead was yeah, just that is... <laughs> proof of that. <laughs> that. That was a bit strange. I'll give you that mm. much. I, I feel like that maybe wasn't... Le- was less trying to promote rare aspects of a franchise and more, you know, just being, hey, we can make some easy money out of this. Well, there, we got Sunstorm. Not Sunstorm. Who's the orange one? 
Yeah, Sunstorm. Oh, it is Sunstorm. I keep oh, on. There's another orange one, but I keep on mixing up Sunstorm and Sandstorm. It's even more obscure. <laughs> yeah, but then again, just yeah, we've got the MP11 moldy. What can we do with it? Let's yeah. repaint it. <laughs> repaint, well, repaint, uh, repaint. Transformers fans will buy anything if you put Masterpiece on it. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, well, we um one story we dropped the new images of uh, Beast Wars Megatron. And um, I've done my tax yesterday, and I'm actually going to get a refund for once in my life. So that purchasing that big boy may be back on the table. But oh no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd have to try and hide that one from the uh, missus somehow. <laughs> it's interesting too if the SDCC stuff that um, no, no Titan this year. Yeah, it's... For the last three or four years we've had Titans each year. Um, I think that might be you know just a money reason because previously when they've done titans they've wound up at you know a lot a lot often they'll just go into the asian markets at a much lower price because no one really bought any yeah I, I, yeah because i remember when i was in malaysia a couple months ago they still had sdcc devastators and fort maxes oh wow no one really wanted them yeah well, it wasn't really. Well, I suppose Jason would be better off soon talking about this because he actually got the Devastator. But when it's just a um the purple chess piece and a couple other color changes, I, there is, I, there's not much incentive to spend, yeah spending extra money. Yeah. Now to get to buy that one and have that as your Devastator because you've got the nice box and everything, that's that's fine. But the the retail release devastator hit stores that that July at the sales, and for a hundred bucks, whatever it was, and um, and flew out there. So, but really, what what could they do? Paint, yeah. put some purple <laughs> chrome on Trypticon and resell it. Yeah, tripped. At least with Fort Max, they were able to put out the sword with it and offer yeah. more incentive. But Trypticon, like, yeah, what are you going to do there? Yeah. Well, yeah, unless they sort of brought Predaking forward a bit, but see, he hasn't got a sword either, so (laughs) (laughs) guess what you're going to get next year at SCCC? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Moving on to something that uh, will have a lot of swords. TFCon Toronto this year has just been on this weekend. It's the main reason why we uh, pushed the record back a couple of days just because uh, they normally reveal a lot of stuff and uh, it takes a week to get back on and talk about it. But um, there's 400 plus slides here. We're not going to talk about everything, but I suppose I'll just start slowly scrolling down and stop me if you see something you want to talk about. The one problem... have seen a lot of it before it's yeah. an issue. And they always yeah. show repeated stuff. That's the, that's the one problem. They show what uh, what's currently being released, what's currently being worked on and prototypes for stuff that's coming out i suppose we did cut this story because um it was a double up but uh way zhang no it's not new guys are zhang zing yeah zhang zing doing a um beast wars megatron transmetal 2 the dragon which this looks like it looks fantastic i can't wait to see it with all the colored and that the red um i love to see through wings on it but it's a seems to be you know trying to contend with a perfect effect yeah, I mean, while this perfect effect does have that reputation, the thing of this guy is that 
perfect effect. They took a lot of creative liberties, so they, you know, sort of made it change these proportions and sculpting up a bit to make him look a bit more dynamic and poseable. Yeah. Whereas with this guy, he's just trying to be as faithful as possible. Yeah. And because you got to have uh, replacement faces on him, he's got a smiling face here, and this one he's got the frowny face. Which I wonder if that's a comic thing or something to the uh, Beast Wars Neo or something that come after it, because you can see the teeth or the claws on his face are more pronounced there. Where here they're not. Well, maybe they are. Maybe it's just a white shot. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's appeared in different forms of media at least. So. Yeah. A question. Yeah. So he looks like a big, a big boy. I don't know. Don't want to try and guess at how much that's going to be worth. <laughs> Yeah, I don't imagine it'll be too much because, yeah, it'll be cheaper than the MP version, that's for sure. Mm. Looks to be, you know, sort of similar to SH Monster Art style technology in a head and neck. I mean, your head and the tail, like just that segmented ball joint style system, which, you know, works out really nicely for those. Yeah. So we talked a couple last month about the uh, legend size. Inferno and Grapple that are coming out in the side swipe. We'd seen prototypes for them. Yeah, also, uh, looks tired after mini masterpieces. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm. That's the way on my collecting's going at the moment. But I got Prime on the way. Should be here this week. So, um, looks like they're doing a red alert to go after side swipe as well. Yeah, these are um, very ambitious looking figures. Just in how mm, much racing they're doing. You know, given the scale, is impressive. Yeah. Steel Lucifer is that. Oh, that's legend size as well. Yeah, it's the Iron Factory's Nova Prime. So, yep. And they're doing him and a Shattered Glass Prime yep. as well. So, they're really getting their mileage out of that mold. And it looks like they're going to redeco you know, their uh, Kabatacons into uh, R.A.D. Boldegus. Okay, I was, yeah, I was wondering if this was going to be a combiner. Oh, there it is there. So these guys just finished coming out in regular Bruticus colours, but now this is... Is that a leg- that's a legend scale Bruticus? Uh yeah, so he wow. stands I think he stands about leader height. Like Yeah. You imagine each of those limbs is, you know, the size of your average, you know, powerful primes time to turn type legends class. Mm. So you know, he's got a decent bit of size to him. He, this guy just finished coming out and so Yeah, you know. a bit of posability too. For a, a combiner, really which is good. An attachment to Voltigus, so it's good to see it there. Yep. And in that we're market. We're talking about Slipstream before. Yeah, and like, just thought, <laughs> we're talking about the obscure Seekers, so now yeah. Iron Factory, they've done stuff like Acid Storm and Stunstorm, never going to put out a Slipstream, and a friggin' Hotlink, <laughs> and, which is the last thing I expected a third-party company to make. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you've if they want to make a hot link or more power to them. There's a lot of Legends class stuff here. Yeah, Iron um, Factory came out big this year. Yeah. You wanted to talk about these guys? The, I think these are... Calm. Oh, these are Legends as well. Legends class. Legends <laughs> of JD. So if he, they're, uh, they're, just, they're just trying to hit every market. <laughs> the the yeah. MP collectors, the statue collectors, and I the mean, other I Legends collectors. I shown it at TFCon, but these guys also combine. Actually, if you go a bit further, yeah, they combine into like a giant version of Tarn. All things considered, like the amount of stuff they're able to pull off with these tiny little figures is insane. Why is he eating RC? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that bloke's um, here, Lex. He's got like he's got a smelting pool in his chest, 
Yeah, is that so the combined this, mode? This is the combined mode, yeah. Wow, that looks fantastic. Like the black and purple one is Tarn. And yep. basically these guys just all combine into a giant version of Tarn. I suppose once you got colour on it, you see the individual bot colours, it'd stand out more, but it doesn't even look like a combiner. It looks like, as opposed to just doing the standard, you know, torso, limbs mm. set up, they actually have, the, the individual figures all seem to separate a whole lot. Yeah. So I'm so that's what looks really symmetrical. So I imagine the colour separation on this guy will actually end up looking like just a regular figure. That'd be yeah, that'd be interesting if they do have that colour sort of blend between the uh, individual bots, where you don't just have the straight up five colour Megazord look. Yeah, which is weird because ordinarily, right? If you have a combiner with a unified colour scheme, every figure in the combiner shares that colour scheme. But with mm. this guy, because of the way they're going to be doing that, I, you know, in terms of separating the figures out, it looks like they'll be able to have those individual colours, uh, but. You know, still, um, still create a unified color scheme in robot in combined mode. Yep, bunch of fan hobby stuff. I think we've, I'm sure we have teased their overlord before, but I think this is the first look we get at the one of the first looks we get at the full robot mode. Mm. Do you remember that? It's 40 centimeters tall. So that is a <laughs> big, big chunky bot. Compared to G1 overlord in the next slide along, there just that. Wow. Yeah, he's like a good head and shoulders taller than the original G1. <laughs> so that is a seriously impressive figure. There's just so much coming out. <laughs> yeah, you got, you know, Bad Cube is trying to get on that sort of make toys style and actually just making their own interpretations of classic characters. Like they did their Huffer and now they're doing their own style, which is this black you know, version here, where it's you know, <laughs> their interpretation of Huffer. I love that head. Yeah, <laughs> it just looks like a bloody, looks like a human. Really different. I mean, to be honest, I'm not quite sure how well this will do, because a lot of the appeal behind Make Toys line is that it was really dynamically proportioned and highly poseable as well. Yeah. Whereas this doesn't look to be, this doesn't look like it has that same level that the Make Toys versions did. <laughs> or, yeah, plus it's um, and, Bag Cube too. Yeah, and it, TFC is a, for some reason putting out two black recolors of their Pranacon slash King Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> so one's in like that black and purple Nemesis colour scheme. I think they're making five. Which I, I do like. I'd... Yeah, it's just do, how much money do you want to spend on a black and purple Pranacon? So yeah. they're making 500 of that, and then they're making <laughs> 100 of this other one, which is literally just a black Pranicon with no paint. So I, I don't... I haven't, even, I, haven't looked, I haven't even looked recently into the pricing of these combiners. They're like 100 bucks for each limb. So, so it's still, you're still looking at five, 600 bucks for... Yeah, for, and this will be an exclusive, and it doesn't have any paint on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey... Hey, black recolors. Hey, so we, were, we were talking before about milking that seeker mold. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, milking this for all it's worth. Still, I can't remember the last time they made a seeker specifically designed to not be painted. It's almost like that repainted Cheetor that never 
surfaced with um just paint the whole thing black and not have any like all the spot detail or anything on it yeah it's a weird thing this is I something guess... different i love the little little guys that come with it yeah, i think this is sort of there was a bit of concept art a fair while ago for a transformers gi joe crossover where this was the optimus prime that was in that and so there was an earlier attempt at making a figure from another third-party company that didn't really eventuate but this one is uh this is from tfc and they're really going at it and trying to make this thing happen i really don't like that prime torso <laughs> i don't make it a prime oh, i suppose if you're gonna it's, yeah. it's based off of concept art which yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't quite get the appeal for to be honest but a lot of people seem to seem to really like this thing so if you do more power to you yeah, it does sort of match the um the alt mode too just the way it's designed almost reminds me of um i think it's inferno from beast machine the uk beast machines or what it was g2 or whatever come after that yeah it's um it's a fairly unique design but i guess it's at least accurate to the uh concept art on a throne yeah who is this for? okay so it's for um it's for mp36 i suppose mm, okay <laughs> it's got a stand for laser beak on it um Oh, okay. It goes up on top of it. Yep. It says, it says it also fits several figures, so you could put, you know, Starscream, Galvatron, etc. Is that a turtle? Yeah. So this is um. <laughs> <laughs> so Mayhem Mechanics they did a crowdfunding thing for their. Oh, right, yeah, I remember that now. Yep. Um, and then this is them expanding upon that. This is a new mold by the looks of things. Uh, so if you remember Cassie Sark, who mm-hmm. did a lot of the old MMC designs before leaving them. He's been designing the stuff for Mayhem Mechanics. So all the stuff that they've shown is all based on Cassie Sark's work. Um, and then the stuff like they'll deco it up. So, you know, they did decos for their first releases, like, you know, Marge to Akira and whatnot. And then here they've done, you know, Ninja Turtles and Insecticon homages. <laughs> um, and they've got a whole bunch of new stuff like police car robots that aren't really. Oh, oh, and you have original stuff as well. It's just not referencing anything, but it's just designed to be a figure. You know, just... Well, that skull inside that head. Yeah. That's some nice nice detail on that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they showed off a lot here. I think Cassie Sark originally, um, he put these up as like on his Facebook and just said, no, yeah, this is what I'm making. But um, I, I suppose... Mayhem Mechanics just picked up the designs and said, yeah, we'll make those. They have got a lot of stuff here. Hmm. Yeah, there's three or four different molds they're showing. Um, Looks like a sandstorm. Oh, no. That robot's got a lot of cleavage. Yeah, I I just noticed that. It's an an interesting design choice, to be sure. You better... That that better get repainted into Black Arachnia. (laughs) Yeah, Black Arachnia or um, what was the face? The one from Transformers Cybertron with the underboob. Forget the name now. But, uh, <laughs> That's probably a good, a good thing. <laughs> Cybertron was not a good show. Mm. Uh, but the head sculpt at least makes me think that they could definitely redeco this into Elite One. Yeah. I'm going on. What are X doing? Oh, Ratchet. Ratchet and Ironhide, which I'm surprised they haven't touched already, actually. Well, they got a they got a fair bit they bring out to get the Dinobots out of the way and that so. And then they're doing a Deathsaurus as well, which is 
kind of unexpected. So just this is their first uh, outing that isn't based on video games. Yeah, so, but it's still like it's G one and RDW. Yeah, and it's still a um, still a um. It's like and going for another sort of obscure type character. They're not deciding to do a masterpiece pro like a prime or something that there's already plenty out of. This is the sort of thing that you expect. That you, I feel like this is a niche that the third parties you prefer them to fill. Yeah. Just uh, you know, these obscure characters that probably wouldn't do well at retail, but that a lot of diehard fans would absolutely eat up. Hmm. You go, I guess it's a Voyager Grimlock there. So, does uh, that give you an idea about the size of him? Their Voyager Grimlock? No, it's... Because uh, that, tail's, that tail's not the Hasbro. Oh, no, yeah, okay. No, tail. it is their Voyager Grimlock. I guess I completely missed that they were doing a red redeco of their Voyager Grimlock, but I guess there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that Megatron too. Still... These guys do such good stuff. I know. And they've got a segmented tail on this guy as well. <laughs> we got someone doing some aerial bots. Yeah, this guy's been coming out for a while now. It's a Zeta oh, Toys. Zeta Toys, yep. Yeah. You know, very cheap, but kind of boring, in my view. Yeah. It just... it's, it's one of those things, though. Like, we talked before with the Pranicons, just $100. If you're going to go $100 a figure to have... But you sort of see the detail you got in them, and then you see the detail in these. Yes, they got a lot of panel lines and that, but it's pretty much hands fold in, arms fold out. Yeah. Jet kibble comes over the top of robot parts and makes the jet. Yeah, it's design. Yeah, and it's just another silver bolt where you turn it upside down, you see the robot hanging off the bottom of it. I mean, the thing with these guys is at least they're cheap. Like these are some of the most affordable third-party figures you can get a hold of. Yeah. So, I mean, partially because. There was some business of like designs getting stolen and designers moving yeah. companies and stuff like that with Toy World. Yeah. And then I guess you get the full reveal of Fans Toys Hot Rod. Hmm. Um, Which I wonder, well, before the new Target Master re-release was announced, it's nearly been enough time since Masterpiece Hot Rod was released and they could um, sell it now because I know there's some people that have just still haven't brought Masterpiece Hot Rod because they've been waiting for this to come out. Yeah, this guy's been in development a long time. Like, that's a standard. You know, fans, toys, everything takes forever to release. I do love that alt mode. Yeah. That's better than the Hasbro one. Yeah, I think this looks markedly better than the Hasbro and Takara version. Mm. Uh, at least in the proportions and sculpting-wise. Maybe not quite as poseable, but beyond that, yeah, he looks really, really solid. Yeah. Even though you can't see it straight on, they've put that curve in the bond as well, which I think we all had a problem with on the Masterpiece version. Yeah. And you get a Rodimus Prime face sculpt. <laughs> with no change. Yeah. Why is... He's big too. Oh. Wait, hold on. Why do they... It's still 7 know... Why is he that big? This is supposed to be Hot Rod. Why is he as big as MP10? Yeah. Well, he's bigger. He's taller, That's... taller by the shoulders. Wait. Maybe, I don't see any... It looks like a slightly different... Okay, maybe that's the undersized MP10. Maybe. Yeah, what's wrong on top of the next to the head there? The panels don't look right. Yeah, I mean, because I know 
and the silver the Voyager class one, and he's got you know about silver under feet, no Autobot logos. I don't, yeah, I don't think that is MP10 because even like got the paint on the feet, the the fuel tanks look like that cheap. Why would you put it next to this figure though? It's just going to confuse people. Well, you assume it's MP10. Yeah, I guess maybe <laughs> they want to show an aesthetic comparison, or maybe say, hey, if you if you want to display it with this undersized version, it makes a good Rodimus Prime. Yeah, I, I don't know who displays their movie bots with the G1 stuff anyway. Decision. Yeah, what else they got here? Their Stunicons, which are... Oh, that's right, they're doing them too. These guys are impressive, like to me at least, because you look at the size comparison images, they're way taller than Masterpiece Sideswipe. You know, they're about as tall as uh, MP Starscream, right? Mm. But the alt modes are the same size as Sideswipe. So I, I don't know how they pulled it off, but that's kind of genius. Uh, look, you think about how much that's going to compress down to fit into that alt mode. Oh that's yeah, insane. yeah. Which I suppose, obviously, the robot's going to be a bit hollow to condense down that much. But I don't. You, there's no sort of hollow parts on it you can see. That's uh, yeah. I'm interesting to see how it comes out because that does. It's doing it even more so than Unique Toys Perikill did it. And that thing was a feat of engineering. When did they announce they were doing a Warpath? I think this is a, this is the day. Oh, okay. We got a new figure. Yeah. Number 40, 41, mind you. What was Hot Rod 17? And it's just getting paint. Yeah, Their 17. numbers do not make sense. <laughs> They've never, ever made sense. Mm. All right. Well, they're not keeping they're not keeping in, in line then with number-wise. But yeah. I mean, um, Do you have, have Dog? No, I... Don't own any bad cube figures actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was tempted by them for a long while, but I figured you know, another one. It just seemed a bit too complex and fragile to me. Yeah. This, well, yeah, very this complex. Bigger, but doesn't look like Warpath to me, at least in terms of proportions. Like, certainly he's got all the requisite bits, but he's just too slim to be Warpath. Yeah, yeah, well, he should he be chunky like, like Magnus. But... Yeah, he looks like, you know, a regular Transformer just with a tank cannonball on his chest, whereas he's supposed to be you know, this big, chunky guy. And yeah. He's just, he looks way too slim here. And that has to have been a conscious decision that they made because it would be harder for them to do that transformation to go from that tank to that slim robot, right? Mm. So. I don't know why they chose to do that because it's not accurate and no one really wants it. <laughs> I think the head looks weird as well. Especially in that CG shot. It just looks very two-dimensional. Yeah, especially that sort of... Uh, I guess that panel going around the back is yeah. very flat and a bit too wide. Oh, so he's going to be leg- he's going to be the smaller. Well, there's, there's, there's another loophole they're going to have to try and get through too. Like, yes, in the cartoon, is as big as Ironhide and that, yet he's a mini-bot, so are we going to make him the same size as Beachcomber and yeah. <laughs> Sea Spray? <laughs> or Bra- that's Brawn there, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I, I guess they'll, upsi- they'll either upsize those two or make Warpath too small. Well, that's, yeah. And I suppose that's your main reason now why it's so, why it's so lanky is because it's such a small figure. Yeah, but even then, surely you could... You can make it really stocky and then sort of hit the best of both worlds, but yeah, just very questionable decisions <laughs> there. <laughs> in terms of 
It's like, why would you go into it with that design intent? It just doesn't make sense to me. Have they have they released any other of the the little bots? Oh, God, they've done know. they've done a spray, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they did a spin drift. I think that's the yeah. one that's come out yet, but they seem to be yeah. working their way through them. Yeah. So it's all going to be the same size as that. There's a bunch of upgrade kits I've already seen. Yep. So much uh, stuff I've already seen. <laughs> TFCon, it's like, this is the third party event, but people just show their own yeah. stuff. I think that Dreadwind and Darkwing are new, but you cannot see a whole lot from those images. Yep. Looks like Toy World's picked up designs from Black Mamba. So there was this Galvatron and Motormaster. Like they were shown at a con in China a couple months back. And it was shown by Black Mamba, who were basically the rebranded Kuban Bao. But now, uh, I guess, I guess okay. Toy World's bought the designs off of them. Yeah, I see what's going on here. It's just the uh, replacement torsos. It's it's lone wolfing it. Yeah, and <laughs> although and I do like the look of this, <laughs> hopefully, if Kuban Bao's designed it and Toy World's producing it, it'll probably be a bit better than Lone Wolf. But to be fair, that isn't hard. I like that. Uh, really... uh, price, price is going to be the big one here. Like Lone Wolf being 150, there's no way. But I think they've, if... they've bought the designs off of Toy, off of Kuban Bao. So, and Toy World has been putting out stuff at fairly competitive prices recently. So I feel like it does stand a high chance of being pretty affordable. Mm. <laughs> I love that scale. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I think that the little jazz is like a bonus figure. Comes yep. with the new issue of Devastator, which. I think there's like seven or eight different versions of this Devastator now. Well, speaking of black and purple, <laughs> they've, they've done that one as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, was that Warbatron? Warbatron might have went black and purple. Oh, no, no. Toy World did a... Yeah, they did a black and purple one too. So, yeah, <laughs> there you it's go. A ridiculous amount of mm. versions that they've done. Like, even on, you know, they'll do just a standard green and purple, but then the green and purple has variants. And the yeah. orange one has variants, and it's clear versions, and it's like they just don't stop. Then people keep buying them. So, yeah. do you have any of the combiners still? Did you get any of the combiners from Combiner Wars? Yeah, I've still got, or oh, you know, up to six of them up there. You know, Devi, Menasaur, Bruticus, Computron, uh, Defense, or Superion. Yeah, are the are the limbs good enough that paying eighty dollars for a new torso? I think but, so. Like, it, mm. I always felt like the the limbs would very often they feel they felt at the same standard of quality as you know what we come to expect from regular deluxes. Yeah, but they also happen to combine. Yeah. So if you, you know, they were generally pretty solid figures. You know, they weren't perfect. You know, a lot of parts of stuff just didn't tab in or what have you. But for yeah, or Brawn had that issue. Yeah, yeah, because I do like that, that torso of Bruticus so. I think with the combiner wars stuff, you know, the limbs are often very geo inaccurate, but the torsos are where it wasn't quite as like it wasn't quite there. Like yeah. at least in the case of uh, Bruticus and Menasaur. Yep. Yeah, Giga power the Grimlock's coming out. <laughs> One day. Standard <laughs> massively wide feet for no apparent reason. We just decided to put half of. <laughs> if you go back to the other image where they show their entire lineup, they just put half the bloody figure into those feet. It's just. 
G1 done that because they didn't have the money for engineering. (laughs) Why not improve upon it as well? I mean, I guess they'll be stable, but you can't really pose them. Well, got to have put all that diecast somewhere. (laughs) It certainly does look like a very good alternative to MPO8, though. Scrimlock here. There's some. I wonder have those other ones been touched up at all? Because there's some, like some shading in that gold and that, and some panel lines there. They've they've done like multiple color variations of each. Oh, okay. So I'd assume it's yeah. yeah. A lot of that. detail there though. Yeah, they're pretty well praised for these. Is that the one that was posted up with on its throne? Comes with a throne as well, or is that someone else? Uh, yeah, I believe it. It has. It probably. Throw not yourself separately because that thing's the size of another figure and a half. <laughs> but yeah, it's built, it's built for this guy. Yep. Someone else making known that they're going to do a, a Ocular Max. Bruticus. Well, the designs look G1. We'll see if they can actually get them made. <laughs> a lot of this stuff's probably just going to fall off the face of the earth. Typically have, like, um, you know, separate hands and feet and panels and stuff at all. You plug them on separately. Yeah. The idea with what MMC is doing with these guys is that that's all built into the figures themselves. So you don't parts form it at all. Yeah. Like the the entire torso is contained within Onslaught. The entire arm is contained within Blast Off, et cetera, et cetera. Just something that no one else has really tried with a third party combining it. So that if is. They can, if they can pull that off. Yeah, that is a that would be a feat of engineering, especially there. Like, there's nothing. The head, the shield. Yeah, I am incredibly interested in seeing how these work out. I never really felt a need to pick up a third party Bruticus, but just for engineering alone, my god, this is insane. Yeah, well, I've got the the Weijing oversized Warbatron version, but it it's a nice looking figure, but it doesn't really. It's, it's they've definitely taken an artistic flair with it. I, think, so I wouldn't mind getting a, a more G1 looking. But I don't even know. I suppose it'd go off the Masterpiece stuff, I suppose. Because most of the time these combiner um, or the limbs are or the alt modes are Masterpiece size so or scaled. Yeah, and no, I guess the only other things that in your reveals were if you go up a bit, we had uh, IDW style guzzle, which looks to be very early in development. And uh, IDW Die Atlas. Yeah, they're just um, yeah, that, which 3D printed. Incredible. There's color. There's color images of the render. If you go back a bit, that blue and yellow guy. Yeah, so that mm. looks to be an excellent figure. So I guess that'd go along with their recent wing and drift. Yeah. Does it come out? And again, like good, good um, range of color across it. You got the yellows in there highlighting. That light, that light blue that you don't really see on figures unless it's a bad thundercracker. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he certainly looks very, very accurate. Mm. Source material. Um, and there was something else. There was oh shit, I don't think they included their uh, Skylinks. Oh yeah, I've seen that today. Yeah, maybe is that is that MMC? Who was doing that? Yeah, that's MMC. But one the one thing that's um is that downbeat? Uh yeah, it's a G two recolor. It's exclusive. Oh okay. Um, apart from some um like the combiner stuff, there isn't really a lot of G one. Um, no, we just suppose 
is, I mean, aside from fan stories in Bandcube, I suppose, I guess because there's a lot of variety in the market right now. So for G1, you know, there's so many options out there that I feel like companies are moving away from it. Yeah. Yeah, or even just like some of the bots you'll talk about there, the, um, like some of your comic characters and even some of the obscure ones that don't even really have much much um, fiction or anything. Yeah, there's just still a demand for it. Here we go, Skylinks. Oh. This thing is probably a reveal of a show for me. Like that blew my mind when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone was expecting MMC to do a Skylinks. Well, it's almost a, the drop the hat moment like we've seen when... Um... The Hasbro Skylinks was revealed a couple of years ago at BotCon. Like, just yeah. wow, they're actually doing a Skylinks now. Of course, that was <laughs> flawed with problems, but, um... oh, yeah. but whereas this looks like to be, you know, a properly done, you know, really lovingly crafted Skylinks. Uh, this is what people have been wanting for many, many years now. Yeah, and it, it doesn't have to walk. <laughs> That's... Yeah. Oh, there's still people that grumble about Trypticon not walking. Oh, get over it. Yeah. Well, the silver, the silver lion head. I'm guessing that's the Takara variant. Um, I'm assuming that's just. To be honest, but I, yeah, I would assume it's probably a toy reference, so you can swap it out, give them that toy accurate look. Yeah. Oh, it does look fantastic. On that, I think that's the extent of a major thing from the show. Yeah, I think everything we've seen here, we've um, seen the previous arc. That's not the, no, that's different. That's all right. Uh, but this is the, um, yeah, this is the Bruticus that they were doing, so where it's all you know, self-contained. Oh, it is. So it is. It is from those cat images. Yeah, yeah. That's no, a nice looking Bruticus. Little MC pieces in here, but it's all you know, early looks type stuff. But <gasps> I got that, later. that dragon Megatron. Oh, oh yeah, is that the perfect effect one? Oh yeah. You see this one? Perfect effect is in full color. So you see the proportions are a bit more exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. So it's still a good, good splash of color across it. Yeah. What are they? Those are the um, machine Robo figures. So oh, okay. Go bots reboot. Another prime. Oh, yeah, that's the oversized MP10. Oh, okay. Nice centimeter tall one. Chrome. Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, all right. So, what have we got? Like, we're nearly. It's all sort of. A lot of it is just stuff we've seen before. It's. Yeah. You know, getting a bit. Yeah, no, that's all right. And again, like, in the next, over the next couple of weeks, as some of this stuff starts to get colors and more. Um, They'll get individual stories as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll start to get prices, start to get sizes, release dates, all that sort of thing, and go from there. They don't normally... They don't help us out when they post so many slides, but... <laughs> um, one bot that wasn't there was um, Transform Element, another company coming forward with their own version of Master uh, G1 Optimus Prime. Proportion, I'd say, a little bit better than the last one we've seen, but... Just... Yeah, it's definitely more G1 style proportions. Um, too little, too late. <laughs> yeah, what's the point at this? Just can it and save yourself some money. Like it will cost them too much to produce it. Yeah, you know they, they won't get a return from the sales. I just I don't think there's any. 
Like we're here, we just went over the Magic Square Toys was the other one we've seen a couple of weeks ago. And we just sort of went over the, the TFCon stuff of how it's um so much of it is non G ones non G one stuff, but neither especially with the the version three of the masterpiece one announced. It just Yeah, there's, there's no point to it. I mean it's yeah. a fun looking figure, but really why bother? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's got no junk in the trunk. It... <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know about slide clean. joints. <laughs> but yeah, lots of screw holes. Yeah, but that—that that, I'd say that's more from a um, a new company, not all there of their engineering yet. I'm sure they'll disappear on five, six figures down the line. But yeah. I don't think they're going to get there. <laughs> no, I, I think this is—it's doomed to fail. There's just no way this can compete. Yeah. It's almost like just trying to do, and all the, well, most of the third party companies that are still here now have sort of done it where they just tried to go off that safe release just so they can get product out so people can start to see what the engineering, the quality is like, and that for some companies it hasn't been there and they've either gone again or had to rebound with something else, or for some yeah, people really like loved it. And... With companies like MMC and Mate Toys, you know, it took them a long while before they really started to just go. Yeah, let's make whatever the hell we want. Right? Because they, they had to build up a foundation first. Mm. But it's not the only uh, new company we've got coming in. Tongue Mung have, uh, have put up some prototype images of a... Uh, they call it Masterpiece Scaled, uh, Darker the Moon Soundwave. I don't know if that's movie Masterpiece or if that's Masterpiece Masterpiece, but... Um, yeah, it's MMS. Yeah, so... Dark of the Moon, Soundwave. I have no Which... idea how this transforms. That is <laughs> so intricate, my God. I... Yeah, there's been, for the best, I'm going to say, a, um, a flood recently of uh, third-party companies going for that movie movie designs, taking figures that might not have been serviced real well by Hasbro or Takara or maybe not even serviced at all. Pura Kills was one of the first ones. Max, you've got that. We've seen the like the Alien Attack Prime and Unique Toys were doing it as well. Yeah, now we've yeah. got you know I think Toy World's getting in on the action too. Like, and then all these you know little companies as well. It's just yeah, stuff's popping up everywhere, um, mm. and there seems to be a real demand for it. You know, and to be honest, I don't think it comes so much out of love for the movies as it comes out of you know loving Transformers, right? Because the movies aren't that well received, but these figures, they're just pushing so many boundaries in terms of what you can do with a transformer, like just in terms of engineering. So it's the result, yeah, it's the result of an engineering class at university or something. Go here, your 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 um, subject order for the year is to make a transforming robot. Yeah, it's just people absolutely just going nuts, and I, I have no idea how people are able to pull this stuff off. <laughs> you know, the amount of intricate moving parts that go into this thing is insane. But yeah. you look at just how accurate something like this sound wave is and it's yeah, simply astonishing. Especially, you know, throw in a really accurate laser beak as well. It's incredible. So that's the movie masterpiece Bumblebee. That's... Is that, that's about Voyager size, isn't it? It's bigger uh, than Deluxe? Yeah, just about, so... And he's bigger than B, so it's... It's the cool. largest Voyager. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fantastic. And like the Ultima, like this. <laughs> that's so clean. It, you yeah. can barely tell, but it's the same thing. I don't understand where the panels <laughs> go. Because very, there is very little in the way of panel separation. Like those. Like like that, the, hood yeah. is just one massive piece. Where does that go on a robot mode? I, yeah. That's, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Even like, well, just a little trick they do with the grill. Like the front grill, yes, of course, it's going to be the front of the car. But the fact that these pieces on the side come forward and over the front yeah. to um to make this just to give that grill a bit more of a 3d look um, yeah it's just that's so well done you know yeah. like obviously the biggest panel of all is that bonnet with the big piece that goes up to the windscreen that's obviously on his back you're not going to hide that anywhere and it's just it's great that the there's no lines in the bonnet it looks um, to me like what they might have done with that is yeah there's that panel's on his back, and then the rest of it might be folded up inside a torso. Yeah. Similarly to how Perakill yeah. and Masterpiece, Masterpiece Bumblebee did it. Because, yeah, you, like you, the, the great thing about it, like in alt mode here, is where the lines are are where the panel lines in the car would be. Like, even, like, you got the bumpers there, okay, you wouldn't have the one across the lights there, but you got your boot, you got your the gullwing doors, and all that separation there. And see, like, you can see there's the front corner of the, like, that's your front guards there. you got some more panels on the inside of his legs there, but, like, all this stuff, that's not a panel. <laughs> there's something under his arm there as well. That might be the doors, but it looks like the, um, his hips are the front of the car, unless it all folds down, but. Yeah, I mean, there's recognisable car parts, but I have no idea how they get to where they wind up. So, you know, it's, it's one of his figures I'm tempted to pick up just to see how the bloody hell it works and it's it's often the complaint like we'll get to it in a minute with some new bots coming up i've seen some comments with um movie bots just there's no there's no pieces of the original car there anymore i know jason was commenting on one of the bots we're going to look at it in a minute of just you can't even tell what its alt mode is and that's been one of the complaints with the movies and now they're making toys that are mirroring that same thing and it's just wow the engineering involved because that ain't that unique toys prime that we've seen a while ago. That's the same same sort of thing. If that's what I'm thinking of, just same. There's there's very little panel lines. That's straight up an Age of Extinction Optimus Prime, and there's just <laughs> there's no truck kibble on it whatsoever. Yet that thing transforms into a clean a clean truck. Yeah, I and I, that that laser beak too. That <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to transform. No, no, but it's still a. Super accurate, you know, little figure. Yeah. yeah I'm incredibly impressed with this. Uh, I suppose the only issue is, you know, it was at the alien attack, uh, Mirage, you know, that looked similarly insane, but the build quality couldn't really, didn't really stand up. Yep. So, did you get hopefully that? Hopefully, these guys can get a good factory behind them. Yeah. Did you get that one or not? Uh, yeah, I did. And yep. Quality was definitely the issue there. Yeah. So if they've got experience working in, you know, toy manufacturing, then hopefully the QC turns out well on this because this is a sort of figure where you're not going to, you're not going to want. If it, Christ, what am I talking about? I'm just losing <laughs> my words. Uh, if the build quality isn't there, then it will completely tank. Like it cannot hold itself up just on engineering alone. Mm. And that's that's something that. The first time company coming out and doing this, it's something they risk doing. You hope you hope they don't do it, but yeah, yeah it's 
Yeah, it's a solid looking figure, and I suppose we'll see more over the coming months. Yeah, I was going to say, see in coming months once it gets color on it, but that's the that's his color in the movie. So apart from putting some blue blue lines on him here and there for the uh, the current, there's not going to be much more color on him. Yeah, except for laser beak, get a bit of red on him, but yeah. Um, Nothing else there. Well, yeah, because even the um, like in the car mode, like you can see the seats there. There's no, there's not a lot of robot parts in the in the center of the car either. So, mm. yeah. The um Bumblebee movie, two more movie Decepticons, two more movie, the two movie Decepticons that we know of, apart from Starscream, um, Shatter and Dropkick have been revealed. Obviously, a trailer shot of something that we haven't seen the trailer for yet. One is the uh, the Plymouth satellite that we've seen in some of the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff with all the uh, spotlights on the front and the big supercharger hanging out of the bonnet. It's a uh, female Decepticon. The first female Decepticon in the movies. Wow. Oh, oh, oh except for Alice. One? Yeah, except for Alice, you could say. We, I like to forget that she existed, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, how do you do a pretender in live action? It, it happened. Disaster. Yeah. And then, yeah, Dropkick as well, which I'm pretty sure we've seen a couple of photos I of that vehicle, that Javelin. We've seen two vehicles on set. Um, and, uh, as for the characters themselves, Shatter is entirely new. And Dropkick was like, a, there are a series of drones, like just called Dropkick in G1 and in the early movie verse. And it was a Dropkick toy for the 07 movie. Yeah, but I've got that one. Dropkick as an actual character, mm. but um, not the same. Not the same vehicle either. It's more. It's a car, not a pickup. So, the, the interesting thing with these two for me is um, they've clearly got a fair bit of car parts on them, but it also look to have uh, aircraft parts on them. I was pulling my hair out yesterday in Messenger, <laughs> trying to describe these aircraft parts on these robots, especially with Shatter. Yeah, there's no um, way those aren't wings hanging off her shoulders. Wings on the shoulders. She's got massive jet intakes on her shoulders as well, which and I reckon wings. come straight off a Harrier jump jet. And then um, there's the, there's a landing gear um, in her chest. And yeah. Basically, the high torso of Dropkick looks like part of a jet. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't. I mean, they did it with Drift, where he triple changed into a helicopter, but that didn't really make. Much, I guess it was but a little only... helicopter, and it wasn't an actual human helicopter. Whereas these are very clearly, you know, based on human aircraft. So I'm thinking uh, that these might be duocons, right? Where the two of them combine into a larger role mode. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as, as simple as just one stands on the other's shoulders yeah, <laughs> and but... they combine. Like, it's more more so going to be like, um, like Prime and Jetfire, where one probably just disappears with Prime's trailer while their parts go onto the other one. Yeah, so I guess... They'll have in they'll have you know the car modes as individual alt modes, and they have the two individual robot modes, and then I guess they might they might combine into forming a jet. Yeah, I mean who knows? They could combine and they could combine into Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no. yeah, yeah. there's just so many jet parts, and I and we we focused way too much on Scatter Shatter yesterday, but even like the front of. Tropic like, looks like the front of like a B fifty two bomber or something. Just those windows. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely you know part of a jet just running yeah. through his torso there. So I'm 
almost entirely convinced that these are going to be duo cons that combine into a larger jet. Yep. Um, I suppose the other, the other thing is the designs themselves. So with Bumblebee and Starscream, we saw, you know, a really step in the right direction for the movie si- designs. I'd say a lot of people believe that where, you know, they're more G1 styled and, you know, there's less parts separation, so to speak, where it's actually like large panels covering a robot mode, as opposed to just a massive incoherent junk making up it. Well, like, yeah, the cut and copy with the cart with the machine parts <laughs> to these, make a these body. Two aren't, these two don't seem quite as good to me, you know, just in terms of they still have just a lot of incoherent nonsense going on. I wonder if they but, were, um, if there were maybe some CG assets or something made for The Last Night or that something that weren't sounds, used because it's very it, possible to me because, yeah, and then they added the color because I. The thing that does work for me is the colours on them because the Decepticons have already just been grey and that's it. Whereas these guys, you know, really Yeah. And like you can see you can see the front of the the, the Plymouth there. Um but there are some noticeable car parts, but they sort of they're doing the same as what we've seen the last night with barricading that where the car parts sort of wrap around to make shins or calves or um to, to sort of they're definitely filled in a lot more than what um Barricade was in the first film, and that where it was just clearly a robot with some panels attached. Yeah, um, like you know, these aren't quite what you'd want them to be, but they are clearly transformers. You know, they yeah. clearly turn into cars. I really don't and, like her face. I don't. It's almost yeah. like a, a Morton Joe from Fury Road. Just it does it has that sort of skull? Yeah. And I can, like, yeah, you don't have oh, to. Like you don't have to go back to. Like, oh, go. You know, just just going to be generic evil looking. So for a Decepticon, I don't mind it. Yeah, you don't have to go back to Revenge of the Fallen where you got lipstick and lips and breasts and all that little sort of stuff yeah. to to make it. Oh well, yeah, it's definitely a female. But I don't know why they're still trying to make the whole female male. Apart from the voice cast, there's no and Bumblebee urinating from a certain part of his body in the first film. There hasn't really been anything to say, yes, there's sex in this species, but that's probably a good thing. They haven't gone there anyway, but... It's never been an idea that's really explored, because, like, why would a robot have chromosomes? You know, it's... None of that's never quite made sense. Like, the idea in... In RDW, at least, explain it as saying, Oh yeah, initially they were all just genderless and the a second gender of Transformers was created through a mad scientist experimenting. And then other species started to call them by male and female pronouns. And so that's how gender came into Transformers. Oh, okay. That's just yeah, that's well, sort of an explanation, but it's, it's not, better than nothing, I suppose. <laughs> otherwise, there's just no reason for them to have mm. genders. But yeah, yeah, movie designs, we know that they're going to be. What is that? It's sort of six confirmed cast members for robots in this movie now. What's the fifth one? Well, what's the sixth one? Because we got these two. We've seen Starscream. Yeah, and Starscream, and then Prime and Barricade are in the oh, Prime. actual cast list. Yeah. I reckon Prime's going to be the interesting one. Prime will probably, it, like, 
unless it is just a voice voiceover on a, a wrist communicator or um, like a little be, image on his on a TV screen or something to tell Bumblebee where to go next. But yeah, it'll be like at the very beginning or at the very end of the movie. Because I don't know if, like now, if we got these two new bots, uh, the other two bots are new. We haven't seen anything of Barricade yet. But if you if you're spending all this money on assets, I don't know if you're going to change the prime asset as well, or it's just going to be the first movie. I don't, I don't know how it could be. <laughs> it's going to get muddled quickly. Yeah, Prime will. It'll be like a little cameo. Like about, he might not even have a physical presence in the movie. You know, he's he's in the cast, so he's gonna be in it to some degree. But yeah, I doubt and it's it'll be more much barricade. Yeah. I imagine it'll be sort of like. I imagine it'll sort of be you know a more major presence, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're trying to hide him in marketing, so it's a nice surprise for the audience. I don't know. Yeah. Unless it's just going to be a little callback in there and he's only got a scene. Yeah, or he like rocks up at the end or something. Mm-hmm. Who knows? <clears throat> All that jet is barricade instead of Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah. Because Starscream well, hasn't... I... Starscream's been in one of the plot descriptions, but he hasn't been in any of the cast lists. Yeah. I still reckon there's something funny going on there with that, but yeah. I'm sure we'll find that out the, after the film. That is... It's such an ambiguously designed described thing like mm-hmm. we know barricade and primer in the movie we definitely know these two are in the movie but that's starscream like we have people at test screenings saying oh it's ramjet yeah and then he's and then the character isn't on any of the cast lists but then in one of the plot descriptions like the synopsis it says decepticon starscream lex and it's like what well, is can you just say <laughs> who this character is this character mm-hmm. very much looks like starscream yeah, well, we've still got four months, so I don't... Even if this is a trailer scene, I don't think we're going to see the trailer for a little bit yet. A couple of months away. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably show something for... Yeah, we'll show a trailer for SDCC, and that'll probably get leaked out online. When but is that? That's got to be in the next couple of weeks, hasn't next it? Next weekend. Oh, it is next weekend, okay. So that's... You'll probably see, you know, Studio Series, War for Cybertron, and some Bumblebee news then. Yeah. Also, probably some news as to what happens after the current IDW Transformers franchise ends because like this week they published the first issue of Unicron which is the final like that, that is the end of the IDW comics for Transformers yeah 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 well that's all ending yeah so probably fine probably going to be big SDCC yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've I've heard from a birdie too that apparently um he's heard from someone that worked on the film that Blitzwing's in it as well, but <laughs> Mate, <Blitzwing. I> don't... <laughs> uh, We've had in the past we've had robots named in credits and everything else and their names changing in the film. Dino Mirage is a classic one. What's the chance these two are gonna be shattering? <laughs> drop kick by the time the movie comes out because just remember too like you brought up drift before making the movie versions of the characters aren't always going to follow what you know from g1 what if the jet cars blitzwing <laughs> little drop kicks blitzwing because he's he's got that sort of animated style jet parts on him oh no that was lug nut sorry <laughs> and you're on mute again 
Sorry. Oh. <laughs> you, know, you talk about the triple changes. I remember there was a um, it was a G one comic story. Uh, that was at heavily featured Bumblebee. That was that involved all three triple changes from of a Decepticon. So it, it, they might be in the movie, but mm. maybe they just see. I don't know. Like these guys, clearly, there's triple changing of some variety going on here. I'm guessing they're duocons. Right? Yeah. It just seems the most obvious thing to me. And they just turn into a weirdly coloured red and blue jet. It's also sort of weird too, where it's it's not it's not meant to be on, on biggest as big a scale as what the other films have been. It's sort of going back and telling a small smaller Bumblebee story. Bumblebee's smaller. He's um he's a lot more of a simple design. Yeah, and, and all it, that it's more so budget wise and everything else. Yet you, then you're going to turn around and do something <laughs> like this, like yeah. It seems the majority of the budget went towards the robot CGI, mm. which I can get behind. You know? Yeah. It's, oh yeah, John John Cena's not getting a million dollars to do this. <laughs> yeah. we, we go there to see the actual robots and as characters, which is something that doesn't really get delivered. <laughs> All back, movie. all backgrounds. Yeah. But you know, with you know, fully listed voice cast and tone seems to be leaning towards that. I feel like we might actually get characterized robots in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, look, yeah, because the thing, other thing is, you know, a lot of the budget for the other movies was spent because you know they go, they are on a much more global scale, like the scenes in you know England, Egypt. Mm. You know america all over the place whereas this is entirely in this one little area of california so yeah you know, save some money there yeah all right what's new anything new bot wise this week not for me just yeah i haven't really uh come across it much recently I'm, I'm just trying to spend less money yeah yeah no what good point you? there hasn't been anything new in stores i really want to look at getting anyway um as i said like seen the inferno the other day but i just don't like the fact they've repainted that <laughs> onslaught who else was he all the other yeah, Infer- yeah um, hot spot as well hot spot yeah yeah just still getting the mileage out of that three years victorion later. whatever her main bot torso was so um yeah it's just that's that's a complete waste now that inferno name is gone in that inferno um, we're probably not going to see another or a G1 inspired Inferno for years now. Like yeah. it's already been a while since the classics one. Now we got this, and now we're not. But that's that's not a bad thing because I'm not this this retail stuff. I'm not really looking at collecting anymore. Yes, I'll pick one or two up for me son. It's nearly at the stage now where most of the Dinobots are being released. So I'm probably going to go on the BST group and just find them loose. I'm not I'm not going to pay thirty bucks for new bots when it's just going to go in a kid's toy box. So. Yeah, for me, um, it's like it's just better. I feel like there's more worthwhile things to well, put money towards. Look at the the slideshow from TFCon. The amount yeah, of bots there, I'd love to have on a shelf. Yeah, that stuff's like art is much more exciting to the point where you know I could buy like three or four deluxes, which would all feel fairly samey and just take up space. Or you could buy you know one big expensive. Mastermind Creations release, you get <laughs> and that's, a lot more value out of that. 
and that's always the the dilemma like i remember one piece of advice i heard um a long time ago in collecting is why why would you spend six hundred dollars on a devastator where you could nearly you could nearly do the whole animated line for that or you could you could buy a line of figures for that same a a devastator is also probably not going to get touched that much it's just going to sit in combined mode well, shelf. yeah, it's going to sit there on the shelf. Because it's a time investment to actually, mm. you know, take that thing down as well. Yeah. But like you but can't then... really appreciate it without having a full afternoon, at least. Yeah. But then you turn around, you see it on top of the display behind you. You see it up there and just such a massive, imposing figure. If you if you go to a meetup or something, it's easy just to carry him in like a kid or whatever yeah. else. That, like, even behind you now, like, just having that one Devastator up on top or having one full set of shelves there were figures in it it just yeah <laughs> and that's the same thing i'm sort of going on with with masterpiece of beast wars megatron now to spend 400 dollars on that when i could get all the legends figures from unique toys or dx9 that have been released and have <laughs> have like yeah. the near full g1 cast of the legends figures they don't well, take yeah, up like- anywhere near as much room they i can transform them and play around for them not have to worry about breaking them or Whereas yeah, that yeah. Megatron, I wouldn't touch it because it's a four hundred dollar figure. I wouldn't even let the sun touch it. <laughs> yeah, if it's anything like you know MP thirty six Megatron, you're going to be worried about it breaking all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, and then if I spend four hundred dollars on it, and six months later the the, the KA one comes out for one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty, even one hundred and fifty, I would <laughs> I would hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. It's for that reason why you know despite really loving the look of that new MP Prime, I'm probably not going to buy it and just wait yeah. for the knockoff because, you know, yeah. it'll probably be like 350 bucks bare minimum, and there's just no reason to pay that much money. Mm. Just... We talked about the Planet X stuff before, like they're Dinobots. I've, I've, loved, I've got um, Kalos, the Swoop, which is fantastic, and I'd love to complete that set. The $400 would complete that set. Yeah. And I'll have the Dinobot standing there with the original four Cybertron, War for Cybertron figures in the shelf. And because um, I've got, that's another line I've got complete here, ready to go. And just. <laughs> no, there's probably a similar amount of engineering for each one of those figures mm-hmm. as yeah. there is in yeah. that Megatron. But you're yeah. just going to get so much more value out of that. Mm. And sort of, it's, it's one of those things like I've got Dinobot on order. I think it was 260 to get that. And. I'd prefer Megatron over Dinobot character-wise, but just keeping that MP... Because I'd hate... Even though um, we didn't talk about tonight, but Primal's being reissued now as well. I'm I'm guessing to coincide. So people, if they want to buy Megatron, they can get Primal as well. But just you don't know what the reissue state's going to be. They might do the Megatron, and that's it. Five years later, that's like like Masterpiece Megatron. Now it's three, four $400, and you can't get it anywhere. Yeah, well, the, uh, I mean, a new Masterpiece Megatron, you know, they've reissued it so much, but it's actually, they can't really move it that much because mm. the competition from the KOs. Yeah. Also so. because it's so freaking expensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we talked all about it a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about its price and how if that's if that's the way Masterpiece is going, then that's the way they're going to they're gonna go, but... They're paying for something big. All this extra money is they're banking for something. <laughs> yeah. Probably the, probably in Unicron. I have to guess. <laughs> yeah, go go big for fifty. I thought it would have been prime, but they're doing that well, earlier. So. Unicron. 
Just or, a com- of- or a combiner, maybe a combiner. Yeah, actually. Oh, if I could definitely just release an entire combiner in one box set, that'd be insane. <laughs> It'd probably be cheaper to buy that combiner as a Prime 1 Studio statue. <laughs> <laughs> and again, there's so many third-party combiners. You know, you think about the rule of third parties doing a figure means that Masterpiece is coming. You know, yeah. A hint of Masterpiece combiners. Yeah. And yeah, and that's sort of, yeah, it's always been a thing. But then it depends too if, if you're going to go with Masterpiece where now it's sort of leaning a lot closer to that screen accurate G1 design. Are you buying third-party stuff to match that or are you just buying it because it looks good? Yeah. I, I still reckon Green Giant's a fantastic-looking Devastator. It's not a G1-looking Devastator, but I, I love this. I love it. It's not massive. It's only a foot and a bit tall. And um, it was a great figure. I'll have to get that back one day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. All right. Does us after. Yeah. Yeah. No. Long episode. Yeah, for two people sitting here talking about slides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just quickly, TCA business. The um, July's membership renewal. We've got a. Um, I don't know who makes it. Now, Legends scale Warpath. Speaking <laughs> speaking of the Red Devil, uh, as a prize for everyone that signs up in the uh, month of July um, for memberships, we've just passed the 50 mark. Everyone, members, 1, 2, 50, check your mailboxes this week. Uh, if nothing's got to you this week, let me know because envelopes do go missing. I know uh, last year, club rep in uh, Queensland, Chris Turner was on last week. It took five goes to get his membership packed to him. Or he just said it never turned up and got five stickers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, please let me know. I'm going to uh, start doing some more to Savo. So get on board if that's, it's been going great so far. But you can uh, find out about all these news stories and everything else over at the uh, Transformers Weekly Facebook page and at the uh, Podbean site. The uh, show notes go up over there. Everything Transformers Clicks Club Australia. Check out transformerscca.com. And uh, Max will be back next week. Maybe paper with someone else, Jason or John, and uh, we can talk some more about some figures. Yeah, I think next week is SDCC week, so even, yeah, big week this week, even bigger next week. Yeah, a lot more official stuff or <laughs> rehashed official stuff, but um, no, it's good we got a bit out of the way today. Awesome. All right, man. Have, have, a, good, have a good weekend. I'll see you next week. Yeah.